ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Jeremy. <laughs> hey. Hey, thanks for being here today. Just uh, one quick uh, other announcement, too. So in, in two weeks from now, since the summer's wrapping up now, we will start our Kids Time uh, program again for all the moms, dads, and grandmas and grandpas that are here with us. So we'll start our Kids uh, Time up uh, right after the holiday weekend. Uh, they can stay in here with you if you'd like them to, or they can go and get a lesson specifically uh, for them, and you can enjoy the sermon in here totally up to you. So again, that'll start in like uh, two weeks. I'll remind you next week. All right, today uh, is exciting. We actually wrap up our series in the book of Ephesians. Congratulations, you've made it through this entire book. It's only six chapters, I know, but it's got a lot of great material in it that we've been going over uh, week by week. And today, Paul really pulls all things together in this final chapter because every part that we've been going over about how God both engages us and equips us comes to a head today in this piece that we talk about, the armor of God. So have you ever uh, seen this symbol before? Think about it in your mind. Have you ever seen this symbol? Maybe it looked a little different. Maybe it was a different color. Maybe it had a circle around it instead of a triangle. But I bet at some point you've seen this before. Maybe it popped up on your dashboard in your car to be able to tell you that the tire pressure in your vehicle was a little bit low. Maybe you saw it on a sign uh, on the road, just driving down, and it was trying to uh, mark some type of a road hazard or a big dip that was coming up. Maybe you saw it at a restaurant or at a, at a mall, and somebody had just mopped the floor, and the floor was wet, and there was this caution sign of something that was there on the ground exactly what this symbol kind of does for us. It highlights something that is coming up that we need to be cautious of. Maybe not a problem that's existing right then and there, but one that is possibly yet to come. After all, if you look at this symbol and ignore it, what might happen? Well, for your dashboard in your car, if you ignore that low pressure, you might get a blowout and get stranded somewhere one day. If it's a sign on the side of the road and you ignore that of some type of upcoming danger, maybe your car is going to bottom out, or worse yet, you're going to get in an accident. Um, if it's something that shows up on the, the floor at a mall or at a restaurant talking about wet floor and you just ignore it, you might, might slip and you might fall, you might hurt yourself. All these cautions of things that are coming up. This is what Paul does for us today. He says, there are some things coming in your future, maybe things that some of us are going through today that I want to I warn you about. I just want to like highlight and say, you should be cautious of this, and you should avoid these problems. So follow along with me today as we kind of review what Paul is sharing with us. Again, these are his, his final instructions from somebody who really knows what he's talking about. Paul says, finally, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I don't know if when you woke up this morning or yesterday morning, if you thought to yourself, uh, when I go out in the world today, whatever I'm doing, uh, the devil is going to be after me. I don't know if I usually think about that when I get up in the morning, but that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Today, when you woke up, when you leave this place, all throughout our day, the devil is scheming. He is putting together these organized 
plans to be able to illegally go after you, to be able to trip you up. And this is why Paul flashes that caution sign today. And he says, be careful. Be careful. You're going to think everything's going fine. You might even see a warning sign, but don't ignore it. Don't ignore that there are forces in this world that are coming after you, especially as Christians. The devil has so many different schemes. And you may think that you are strong enough to be able to get through it. You may think, you know what, i got a high enough IQ. I can beat this. I'm physically strong enough. I can, I can get through this. I don't have any problems. I'm financially backed for years to come. I am, I am good. But that's when he gets us. That's when the devil likes to come after us. Because we are called today not to be strong in our power, but notice what it says, in the Lord's mighty power. This is where we find our strength when we come up against those things in life. And the Lord says today, I'm going to give you something to be able to get through that. Today we're going to talk about this, this armor of God, this full piece of armor. And I, I love how Paul writes this. I can just see him sitting back, maybe looking at a Roman soldier and going through all these different pieces of armor and say, how could this make an illustration for people around me to remember what God has given to us? These, these tools to be able to combat Satan. So go through these with me today. There's six of them. We won't spend a lot of time on each and every one of them, but let's kind of break these down of exactly what God shares, these pieces of armor that we have. Uh, Paul begins with this. He says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. I like that concept for stand firm. If I'm next to a comrade in, in battle or going up against something, that's what I want. I want somebody who's next to me that is, that is standing firm, that is confident in this life. Not somebody who is cowering, not somebody who is running in fear, somebody who is standing firm. But why can they do that? Well, it's this belt of truth that is talked about, a belt of truth. Think about how a belt sits on your waist, how it wraps all the way around you, completely around you. This is the message of truth that God wants us to be able to have. Because when you wake up in the morning, what is that belt that you choose to be able to put on to go out into the world? Is it a, a belt that is filled with some type of backing of your own? A financial belt. This will keep me safe today. Is it a, a belt of the world? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on this, this worldly, this selfish belt. Everything I do today is going to be about me. That'll make me feel better at the end of the day. Is it a belt that you get a message from a certain news outlet or a certain celebrity? What is the belt that you showcase yourself in to be able to go into the world? Because I love the belt that God gives to us today. The belt of truth. There are a lot of things in the world that people will, will tell you or share with you. But when it gets down to it, it's God's truth that should designate all of our life and direct us where we're going in all things. I love God's truth because I don't have to decide what is right or what is wrong. I don't decide and tell you what is good or what is bad. It's God's truth who does this. As we go out into the world or discuss things with anybody from any realm, this is what God believes. This is what God has given to me, and so this is what I believe. What is the belt that you wrap around yourself? All right, let's move on to the next piece. He also says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Think about uh, what a breastplate covers. 
uh, all of our vital organs, our heart, our lungs, our liver, all those vital places that if they, they are speared, you are, in, you are in big trouble. And aren't these the places that uh, Satan comes after to be able to get us? All those vital places. I'm going to get you right there in your marriage today. That's where I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you right there today in that, that friendship, that person that you thought was your friend, that now you heard is talking behind your back. I'm going to get you right there today. Your son or daughter that you thought was doing fine with school or with their health, Maybe I'll go and poke a little bit over here today. But God tells us we have this breastplate of, of righteousness. Of righteousness. That because of what God has done for us, he makes us strong. He makes us pure. He makes us right in the eyes of God. And so because of that, we are protected from all those things. That when Satan wants to come after us and wants to take us down with him, we have this protection from our God. That he has made us righteous. Do you know of that protection that you have? Next one. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Think about that. that these footwear of peace. I know there's a lot of just masculinity elements in our message today of these armor, and we'll get to a shield and a sword in a minute. But ladies, don't you have a pair of shoes for everything, right? My wife does. She has a pair of shoes for, for every single occasion. Sometimes I think they're multiple for different occasions. And our Lord gives us one today for all of us, men and women, something that's very, very special to us today. A, a, a boot for a certain type of occasion. Now, this isn't something that is of defense, like we see in a lot of our pieces of armor today. It isn't maybe necessarily a big piece of, of offense. We'll get to one of those in a minute. But it does have this carrying forward element, right? Something that we wear to be able to move us from one place to the next. And today we hear about these boots of peace, the gospel of readiness. God has given us a great message in his son to be able to take out and to share with other people. And he gives you and I that message to be able to go out and do so in a peaceful manner. People in our world don't need to hear about where they're wrong. People in our world don't need to hear about how bad they are. What they need to hear about is what Christ has done for them. This does not mean that we ignore that belt of truth that is so important, and Christ does that all the time. You think about when he approaches the woman at the well, when he approaches the woman who is caught in adultery, when he approaches Zacchaeus, when he approaches anybody, always sharing the truth, but sharing it in love, sharing it in a peaceful way. Because the way that we win others over for Christ is by sharing what God has done for us and sharing his forgiveness. Martin Luther said that Christ could die a thousand times for our sin. But if nobody ever tells them about that, if nobody ever hears about it, what difference would it make? You are armed with those boots of peace. Take that gospel out into the world. Next one, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Flaming arrows of Satan. You've seen uh, the movie before, right? Whether it was maybe Braveheart, uh, maybe it was Gladiator. The scene in which they take the arrows and they dip them into some type of fuel and they pull the arrows back. 
and they say, let's, you know what, some of the sayings are, let's unleash hell, right? And then send all these arrows up to be able to rain down upon that opposing force. This is what we're warned about today. Paul says, watch out for the devil as he rains down these arrows, these darts, these flaming pieces upon you. You know, normally uh, when somebody would be in battle, they would be carrying some type of shield. And a wooden shield would be the wrong shield to be able to have. The darts would penetrate it. The arrows would stick. If they were on fire, they would catch that wood shield on fire, and it would be completely worthless. You need to have the right type of shield. And today the Lord says, I got a shield for you. It's going to be the shield of faith. So on those days when those arrows are coming down on you, you will have protection. Think about in those scenes how those arrows come down. It's not, oh, there's an arrow over there. There's an arrow over there. They're all coming at the same time, raining down upon us. Doesn't it feel like that at times? That all these problems are coming to us all at the same time? That's how the devil likes to do it, so we can doubt God in some way. Did God really say that? Are you sure you can't do this? Does God really care about you and your family all at the same time? And he says, have faith. Use that shield to be able to stop the arrows of the evil one. And I know, sometimes carrying around our faith, uh, it can feel heavy at times. It can feel like something you want to leave behind. But think about how bad of a mistake that is. Have you ever seen a soldier that waits till those arrows are coming down upon him that says, Oh yeah, should have brought my shield today. Oh, I'm going to start looking for it now. Give me a minute here, arrows. You don't have time. You have to have your shield with you right then and there. It's the same with our faith. Please, 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 don't try to find your faith uh, in the operating room with somebody you love in that time when it's hurting. Don't try to find your faith when you're going through a divorce that happened. Don't try to find your faith when something happened in the life of your child, some type of addiction that they're going through. You need to have that faith with you all the time. So when those attacks come, you have that protection from our Lord. Are you carrying around that shield of faith? Next, Paul says, take the helmet of salvation. Make sure wherever you're going, you're taking this helmet of salvation. So uh, there was a uh, construction site by my house about a year and a half ago now. They had a fence all the way around it, and they had some little signs that were out there. And typically, this was the sign that they, they had listed there. It said, danger, hard hat area. And you've seen this before uh, at some type of a construction site, I'm sure. But that sign could have said anything. It could have said anything. That sign could have said, uh, did you remember your gloves today? The sign could have said, uh, do you have the right work boots on? The sign could have said, do you have eye protection? But what it says is danger, hard hat area. I watched a little bit of the Paralympic Games uh, for the Olympics this last week. And it was amazing what people can do that don't have hands, arms, legs, they can't see. It's amazing. But you know what all of them had? A head. 
every single one of them had a head. Because you can't live without your head. And that's why this sign is posted at the sites. It would be horrible to lose a hand. It would be horrible to lose a foot. It would be horrible to lose your eyesight. But you can live with all of those gone. And you cannot live without a head. That's why God says this one is so important. This element of salvation. This helmet of salvation that I am giving to you. You can live through this life without a lot of different things. But without your salvation, without knowing what God has done for you, you will not get to the next point. Our life here on this earth does come to an end, but we have eternity in heaven if we had this element of salvation at our hands. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is the most offensive weapon that we have yet. The, the word of God. You don't even have to guess at what Paul is talking about here. This word of God, this sword of the Spirit, to be able to go out and fight against the evil forces. I saw a uh, house that was up for sale. I was just looking online a couple days ago, and somebody had decorated their home uh, with all these different, like, knights, you know, big suits of armor. And then above the fireplace, they had the two big swords that were up there. You've seen it before, these two big crossed swords. And I saw that, and I was thinking about this for our message for today, the sword of the Spirit. You know, a sword can just be a piece of decoration that you can just hang up on the wall, and you can just leave it there. Or it can be a weapon that can be yielded in, in battle like you've never seen before. And it's no different with the Word of God. Your Bible can be something you put on your nightstand, on your dresser, out in the family room. It could be a nice little decoration. I mean, it can just sit there gathering dust. Or it can be wielded as this major piece of offense in the battle that we have against demons around us. Scripture itself says that even at the name of Jesus, the demons shudder. But are we using this great gift that God has given to us in his word? And are we putting it into practice? I promise you, uh, any fighter before a big fight is going out there and they are sparring with an opponent every single day leading up until their fight. Any wrestler that has a big wrestling match coming up is sparring with somebody every single day, is grappling with them every single day up until that big fight. And for you and I, are we taking time as we come up against these big fights in our life to do the same thing? to put the word of the Spirit into practice, to be in our Bible every single day, to be able to take in that time God spends with each and every one of us, to be able to know that he has given us this weapon to be able to fight. And finally, after all those six things, uh, Paul concludes with this. I think it's almost a, a seventh piece of this battle plan. He says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and all requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Some of us in here might be a little nervous when it comes to prayer, maybe especially in front of others, and that's okay. Some of us might not know what we should pray for when it comes to times to, to pray, and that's okay. But look what Paul says today. He simply just says, go out there and just pray on all kinds of occasions, Go out there and pray for, for all things. I love the way he puts it. For all kinds of prayers and all requests. 
just have this in mind. Always keep praying for the Lord's people. Because you and I, in this battle that we're up against, are in this together. This is something that you and I do together with one another. That we are able to be able to fight this battle over and over again. And one of the biggest ways we do that is with this great gift of prayer that God has given to us. But the best part is still yet to come as we close today. It's not just me in this battle. It's not just you in this battle. But it's that element of having Christ in this battle. Of having one who came to this earth for us to be able to fight this battle with us and actually on our behalf so that we may have salvation. So today as we look at all these different parts of armor that God has given to us, remember the most important benefit that we have. One who comes in the name of Jesus to fight that evil foe so that we don't have to worry about death. You don't have to worry about the devil. You don't have to worry about sin. You're still in this battle, but we know that the war has already been won for us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here today uh, and to be able to give us such great gifts. Uh, Lord, if anything, we know that you have already done your work, and we ask that through your Spirit, you will allow these elements to increase in us, that we may grow in our faith, uh, be able to share this with others, and be able to fight this great battle alongside of each and every one of us here today. We thank you for the gift of your Son, and just ask that you will make that just even more real to us as we step out into the world now, Lord, knowing that we have this battle to be able to fight, but again, the war has already been won for us. In your son's name we pray, amen.